Good evening, all you creatures of the night. It's that time of year again. The cool, crisp air nips at your neck, and the leaves begin to change all around you. Fall is finally here, and the glorious month of October has fallen upon us. We have 31 days to watch all of the terrifying, blood-curdling films before we finally reach All Hallows' Eve. But which films to watch? Where do I begin? This is the latest podcast episode of It Records and the return of the annual recommendation show, Halloween Horror. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. You see, Jason was my son, and today is his birthday. Good evening, all you creatures of the night, and welcome back to the It Records podcast. I am one of your hosts, Matt Johnson, coming to you over the airwaves here, doing a solo episode. Here's another episode of Halloween Horror, because we are smack dab in the middle of October, almost directly in the middle of it today, where as part of these Halloween Horror episodes, it's where I will give you a recommendation for a horror movie each and every day as we move throughout October. That, that's right. I started October 1st giving you a recommendation. I'm giving you a new one each and every day until Halloween. These are fresh new takes. We have never recommended them before, and we've never done a full-length episode on them. As another little uh, caveat to this, we have been giving you a recommendation uh, every day, but it's also a different year in the horror history. Meaning on October 1st, I gave you a movie from 1989, and then October 2nd, I did 1988. And then I'm moving on, uh, moving backwards, so on and so forth each and every day until Halloween will be a movie from 1960. So you'll get to kind of see how those uh, movies evolved or devolved or changed as we move the 80s, 70s, and the 60s. Last year, we did 1990 to 2020, uh, a movie a day. So if you want to see how you know those decades change as well, uh, you can go check out last year's Halloween Horrors if you want. But we are going into the 70s right now. Uh, today is October 15th. Had to go check my calendar of what we're doing here, October 15th. And we are right in the middle of the 70s. It is 1975. And the movie that was selected is the American horror thriller creature feature directed by Steven Spielberg, based on the 1974 novel by Peter Benchley, Jaws. Insert uh, John Williams theme. Into the podcast now. I'm sure you're all familiar with it. Dana, 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 Dana. I don't, I don't even feel like I have to give you the, the synopsis to this movie. You know, there's a, a great white shark that's terrorizing Amity Island. And you got uh, three guys, Richard Dreyfus, Robert Shaw, and Roy Schneider, who set off to basically 
ensure that uh, this shark is taken care of because July 4th weekend's coming up and that's big for the island, big for tourism. And that's the plot. And I think we've all heard of Jaws or watched Jaws at this point. If not, here's a recommendation. It's 1975. And this one should be a whole length episode. It's, it's hard to just do for this one, a little 10 minute blurb on it. But just to give you some, some background and into why you should watch it, I think it still stands the test of time one, but I think it kind of works even as a horror film for all ages. I mean, I remember watching this when I was young, like seven or eight, I feel like and checking it out VHS from the library over and over again. And like, I was scared for moments, definitely like terrified, but it, it also serves to, to like blend itself across genres. There's comedy in it. It's action thriller. So you're kind of, and these characters are really three-dimensional. These, the, the, the three guys that end up going out there onto, onto the boat to find this great white. So you're really rooting for these characters. You feel for these characters. So it, it, it works as a, as a kid. I remember watching it and being, you know, engrossed by it and even watching it again as an adult. I own it. I watched it recently in the movie theaters, which was awesome to go and finally see that uh, in a movie theater. It was played around the July 4th weekend. That was a great experience. It just continues to provide enjoyment uh, each and every viewing where it actually, in terms of movie history, is the first blockbuster. So if you know of the summer blockbuster that can be attributed back here to Jaws, it was the first prototypical summer blockbuster regarded as a watershed moment in motion pictures. It was the first movie to make over $100 million. And a lot of the movies that follow that, uh, the blockbuster trend that we're now familiar with was started here with uh, Jaws. And that's, you know, the huge turnout. People were lining up around the block uh, to go and, and go see this movie. They had tie-in merchandising, television spots. So that whole marketing behind this, can it started with Jaws. And so it holds that. And so that that's its impact in movie history. It's a horror creature feature, but it blends those genres. So it's enjoyable for a whole bunch of different audiences all at once. And John Williams score. I mean, that makes the movie, I think, you know, the, 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 the classic one, but there's so many different pieces of music that are played throughout this movie that really bring the tension uh, in certain scenes that build the atmosphere because also you don't see the shark for a good portion of the movie. That was what Steven Spielberg wanted to have. I know there were mechanical issues with this shark uh, that they couldn't really get to show it so it wouldn't look laughable. But it was part of his disclaimer at the beginning. He didn't want to show the shark until later in the film. They use different techniques such as the buoy, showing the fin, getting the underwater POV shot. And that kind of that, – that builds tension – more than actually seeing the shark because you know it's there. It's lurking beneath the surface. And open water is just terrifying in and of itself. It did that when it came out. People were afraid to go to the water. It's right there in the trailer. You know, see this before you go to the water or after the water, whatever it was, where people were terrified of of going out into the water. Uh, and I think it's because of the way this was filmed. It's one of the the better, it's probably the best I'm going to say it's the best shark movie there is. I mean, there's a lot of other ones. I don't think that's up for contention that it's the best one. Um, but partially maybe because it uses that technique. But I think this was like a, it's a point in history, at least for the 70s, when directors kind of got free range 
I feel like to be auteur directors and really take their vision, take as much time as they wanted, push the production back, go over budget because they had a vision. And that was like Spielberg here. And they could create this, this piece of cinema that they wanted to make. And I think after this movie and a couple others in that time, production companies kind of got fed up with dealing with those directors, but they saw what a movie like Jaws could do as a blockbuster and what that movie did and really honed in on who was directing these movies and what they could show. So I think maybe some people who try to make not just shark movies, but other types of blockbusters don't get the same freedom as the directors uh, back in this day. And there's a lot of them that are like that, but uh, yeah. Anyway, I think that's, that was the end of a bygone era of the auteur director getting all this money to make what their vision and move on. But I'm going to round. I know I've been talking for a while on Jaws. It was also up for a lot of Academy Awards. It won a few in the uh, in 1975. It won, if I'm, I'm looking at it correctly, best sound, best film editing, and best music. It definitely should have. But it was also nominated for best picture. Did not win. A uh, little bit of trivia facts to that. It only lost out to One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, which was one of three movies ever to sweep the the top categories at the Oscars. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest here won, you know, Best Actor, Best Actress, Best Director, Best Picture, Best Screenplay. There's only two other movies that have ever done that. One is uh, the first one. I think it's, it happened one night. Yeah, it happened one night in 1934. And then uh, the only other one to do it is a horror movie, Silence of the Lambs in 1991. It won all of the big categories. So Jaws only lost out because One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest came out that year. And and swept the awards, which is a, that's also a great adaptation of of that book, uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. But I digress. In terms of other horror movies, we got Deep Red. That's Dario Argento, uh, the Italian filmmaker, giallo filmmaker, uh, who I enjoy. Um, Shivers, Shivers is the other David Cronenberg. I know I've been mentioning him as we've been moving around a lot. His his film Shivers came out. I'll put the Rocky Horror Picture Show in here. That has a lot of horror elements in it. Maybe not be too scary, but it has uh, a lot of horror uh, within it. The Devil's Reign, Jaws, and Criminally Insane. That's a few that I will bring up. In the world outside of the horror genre, Margaret Thatcher became the leader of the opposition for the Conservative Party in the UK. On February 11th of 1975, Margaret Thatcher became the leader of the opposition for the uh, Conservative Party, of which she had been a member and represented the party in Parliament since 1959. Also, the Vietnam War ends. The Vietnam War ends as communist forces take Saigon and South Vietnam surrenders unconditionally. The war in Vietnam comes to an end in April 1975 as a series of events leads to the fall of Saigon. During the previous month, North Vietnamese army began an aggressive campaign against South Vietnam. And by the end of April, North Vietnam took Saigon. And finally, uh, Sony introduces Betamax videotapes. And also at the same time, JVC introduces VHS. So May of 1975, electronics manufacturer Sony released their Betamax video cassette recording system for sale in Japan. The system was originally retailed for several thousand dollars. And not long after the release other companies began selling their own systems using a different format, such as you know the video home system or VHS, which drove the price down. And, and finally, actually, the, this is funny as I'm doing my research into like worldly events. Uh, one of them that did come up was first blockbuster movie is Jaws. So you get a worldly event uh, within the movie for your recommendation. 
for the Halloween Horror. Jaws is the first blockbuster in June of 1975. But that'll round it out. If you're looking to watch Jaws, you can find it almost anywhere. Anywhere for rent on Amazon, Google, iTunes. Those will all have it. And I believe as we're talking, though, right now, it's on Netflix. If you have a Netflix subscription, you can go go watch Jaws. Uh, I would almost recommend you know i don't typically do this but i would recommend buying jaws i have my own copy i think it's worth it i think you'll watch it over and over again at some point it's a great summer movie i know it's halloween so it's good you can watch it uh in in october but i always like watching it around the fourth um because that's like when it takes place in the movie it's out in in the ocean so it's always great for you know two times a year at least to go watch it and that that is that that's where you can watch it i i will end it today on October 15th. I'll be back tomorrow for the 16th to give you a movie in, in 1974. But until then, I'm Matt Johnson and I will remain in the shadows. You see, Jason was my son and today is his birthday.